0: everybody hello and welcome to another episode of ftu life after the army i'm your host tony rodriguez and today i have the pleasure of having a good friend on who uh retired out of the military a few years ago um bj of course we don't say last names in case uh, in case you want to run for a political office or whatever you want maybe you just don't want people knowing who your last name and that's fine um so with that I'll pass it over to you, BJ.
1: Hey, Tony, appreciate it, and thanks a lot to have me here on as uh, as a guest, and uh, congratulations on retirement. And this podcast is pretty pretty cool, to be honest with you. Uh, not really do podcast, and then I started listening to yours, and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So, congrats to you on that. So Tony and I used to work together back when CA first started branching out from the 95th. So quick on me, I did 28 years in the Army, uh, 15 years enlisted and SOF as a, as a supply guy. And then uh, 12 and a half, about 13 years as an officer where I was in seventh group and then commanded in, in civil affairs. So spent 28 years retired. Instead of doing the normal process, because I did have some medical issues, Um, right towards the end of retirement, instead of doing any type of med boards, I just decided to retire and then just go with, at that time, it was about 12 to 18 months um, waiting for your disability. So that's what I decided to do. And I thought someone with my career and doing everything, you know, would be able to get a job pretty quickly. And I wasn't, to be honest with you and be honest, it's someone recommended me and then they looked at my resume and they said, wow, you're still available, so I decided to become a warehouse manager, because in my enlisted days, I was a supply officer, or supply or guy, and then before I became civil affairs, I did that as well, so I thought it would be a, a good fit, so I took a, a job in Lexington, Kentucky at this warehouse, and, you know, to be able to subsidize my income until whatever disability came in, took the job, and in the meantime, um, you know, I had my license to do life insurance, so I was Trying to do that as well, because just looking at programs when you get out of the military, the VGLI is very great once you first get out, but, you know, sometimes people may want other stuff. So I decided to do that, and and then formed my company as well, so Patterson Consulting. So basically, at that point, I was working, and then I did not decide to start getting and doing all the VA and stuff, because I was just waiting my disability, instead of going through normal channels, I waited and went through a veteran service officer through the state of Kentucky, and, you know, he did do well, and and I received 90%, but, um, you know, I I think that back then, if I'd have done it different, I would have done, you know, probably the med board and went out that way. So, you know, graduate to, hey, you're out of the Army, you're working, you know, you're doing this job, and, you know it's hard to let go, and you knew you know things are wrong because my first Christmas spent out of the military. I was by myself because I had moved from Texas to Kentucky, and I was pretty much living by myself. And we were doing a Christmas party at this uh, huge warehouse, and the warehouse does security locks and stuff for the G two safes and things like that. So I, I was just there, and we were doing. They had a lot, a lot, because Kentucky they were real big on football, basketball, and this guy's big on horses and. Every year at Christmas, all the employees signed Christmas cards and whatnot. So we were just, there's 22 employees. I mean, it's like nothing for any of us that's ledge, you know, 22 people's nothing. So all they were doing is complaining and just complaining about everything in the world. And, you know, this is when I knew something was wrong because I, I just for no reason snapped and said, well, good thing you ain't getting shot at in Afghanistan. And, man, there was, there was, you could drop a pen. There was so much silence in there. And it just let me know. That, hey, because I totally moved away from military, went into Kentucky and Lexington and, you know, nobody in there, knew military. So that was a big wide uh, eye opener for me. So because I needed the money, you know, and I had, you know, still had kids and, you know, family and everything that, wasn't, that were not in the house. I had to take the job, which is what I did. My wife and them stayed in Texas. So, you know, doing what I did and did that warehouse was a great experience. But one day I came in and was blamed for doing something that I didn't do. And later come out, it was recorded that my boss um, was the one that had done it. But she blamed me and yelled at me in front of 22 people. That's about what we have. And instead of dealing with that, because, you know, being 28 years in the military, coming in in the 80s, I just decided this is I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to let nobody talk down to me like this. Or am I ever going to be treated that way? And I just grabbed my stuff and walked out. Um, So that was tough times. And. Then I didn't know what I was going to do, so that's when the insurance, I started pursuing that, and then lo and behold, this house that I have here in North Carolina has been here for years. The renters were out, my wife said, hey, let's go back, and so I moved back here. Well, mind you, I've been here in Fayetteville off and on since 1993 um, when I first got in in the 82nd. So came here, and then I started to do, try to do the VA, and the VA... In Fayetteville was not built yet, so they wanted me to go to wait about seven to nine months for the process. Now, I'd already sent my disability, so I just was wanting to get in the VA care. So someone said, hey, one of the ladies was nice enough and said, call Durham. So I called Durham VA, and they, they took me in, and that's been the best thing that's ever happened to me, was going to the Durham VA, because I was able to get all kinds of treatment and still get the treatment that I needed. To be honest with you, it was a year later when I moved back here to North Carolina in 2015, I was diagnosed with, uh, you know, there's several different, you know, it's just something tragic that happens to you for post-traumatic stress, but mine was um, kind of dull-hatted and I won't go into a lot of it, but mine was from a childhood assault that had been in the back of my brain for my whole life until combat. And then that situation of that lady screaming at me when I quit that job is when all this came about. So I was PTSD for combat. And then, of course, the, the veterans said, hey, you have to deal with, you know, your assault as a child kind of thing. So for the last seven years, which is almost sounds crazy and morbid, I've been in the best programs in the world Um and this is why I'm able to be able to do these things and get here to talk to people because the biggest problem, I think the numbers are probably in the low 20s. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe Tony might know on the what the numbers are for PTSD, but I bet you it's double or triple if people would just start doing like Tony's doing, like I'm doing, like Jesse Maramontes, all those guys I've known because you need to talk about stuff that's happened. And the old days, just, hey, suck it up. That doesn't work. And um, so I'm here to tell you that... Although the military was a great organization, you go from being a hero to a zero overnight. And, you know, if you stay in and stay in contact with people, you'll be able to get a job like Tony did pretty quick. Well, for me, I alienated the world. So, you know, I didn't really look for anybody to do jobs. And then all of a sudden my seventh group days came in and I got, hey, can you do some CA stuff for me? And I did that for for a short time, but this was after PTSD and I, I just had a WTH moment and said, why would I do this? I mean, I was the, um, you know, executive officer of a battalion. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm on top of my game. If I was going to continue doing military stuff, I'd have stayed in the military. So that's when I made my decision. Hey, after this, I'm never going to work for anyone again. And this is just BJ Patter- BJ's uh, personal thought on this. But I would rather work for myself. That way you hold yourself accountable. And through my PTS days of seven years, I started a company, an e-commerce, and this is me going through PTSD counseling weekly. We did about $375,000 grossed in one year for my company, Patterson Consulting Group. Sorry, Tony. Um, so you just take that and put that in perspective. While I was doing my PTSD, it just shows you what kind of, will and testament that we all have that survived, especially all of us that retire and get some med board from the military, those things, and you still try to do things like you did in the military, and it just doesn't work, so all of that company was successful, it was toxic, toxic for me, toxic for my distributors, which I had 8,000 distributors, in less than seven months, I mean, I, we were going. We were already at the top. Everybody wanted part of my company. It was in precious metals, is what we were often. And I just, my head guy, that was—they call it the master distributor—dealing with that guy and doing my counseling for PTSD at the same time. Um, I caught the guy doing some illegal stuff in our computer, and and I, I just couldn't deal with it. And so I tried to have him go out and do the right thing and resign. Instead, he wanted to fight me publicly. So I just decided. Though I did that business, um, it was an e-commerce business with affiliates. I decided, hey, you know, at this point in my life, maybe that's not the best thing for me is to be able to have a bunch of toxic people that I'm trying to help and make money online, which a lot of them made a lot of money. So now what I'm trying to do is do what I love the most, and that's helping people, talking to veterans, other veterans that's retired and offering anything I can. But I'm going to tell you I, I've been to the VA out west, and I've been to the VA in the east, and it's just my personal preference. I think the east is better, especially in North Carolina. Some are, some may be worse, or some may be better. But um, the VA for me has been a very positive experience, and I know it has for my oldest brother as well. My middle brother it took him about ten years to get his stuff right, but once again, you know that's PTSD that causes us not to do the things we're supposed to do. So. Um, Yeah, so that's what I'm doing now and what I've decided. Give me one quick sec. Sorry about that. So what I've decided to do now is I've become a health and wellness trainer. And although I have disabilities like everyone else, I mean, we're all still young. Most of us are in our 40s or 50s in my case. Um, And you've got to stay active. And so, you know, time is what we all have now, which we're rich time, but we may not be health time. So I'm trying to find out to not be like my parents who died in their early 60s, which is just a few years away for me, to, to make sure that I do everything I can possible to be healthy for my wife, my grown children, and grandchildren, and doing the things that I need to do, and setting aside the things. And it's not even a routine. I don't do a routine like I did in the military. I do, if I want to do you know arms one day and i do everything with bands because you know of all the disabilities so bands have become my thing you could use a band just as easy as you can weights i do that and walk around my acre and a half of property that i have in my backyard with my dogs and then now that i am you know doing this health and wellness and i do it part-time i've decided to get in offering products as well and i wanted to sell my own products which i've done before during that other company but it's just a headache So I affiliated with the company, not so much just to make the money. Uh, I really wanted the products. And so that's where I'm at now. I'm all about being, you have to be, you know, even with your ailments, you still have to do things to continue. And so the physical part, you know, a lot of times you're always going to hurt or if, you know, for us guys that are retired, there's pain. Pain's always going to be there. What you got to do is just learn how to manage it and find resources to help control it. And so that's been my thing for the last six, seven years, um, is to give advice and help out anybody. I don't want nobody. I, it, anybody could call me any day of the week and say, hey, BJ, can you help me about this or talk to me about that? And I would love to do that. And, and I would not even ask, dare anybody, no money for that. And my consulting group was really consulting for these contractors, not so much me towards other people anybody that wanted anything like that and advice, you know, I'd be here available and to help anything that you can. So, you know, we circle started here in the early nineties and I'm back here now. And I can't say that, you know, it's not where I, where I wanted to be, but I can't complain. Life is pretty good. And, uh, you know, no one controls my time. And, and for that, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Unless you want to talk about some other stuff, Tony, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good there. I think I've covered everything I wanted to discuss. Unless you had any other questions?
0: Yeah, no. So BJ, I just wanted to make sure that everyone everyone understood. Like, so we talk about PTSD, right? And it it seems like in army when we were in the army, there is always this uh, competition about everything, right? Right. And, uh, oh well, I'm the fastest. I'm the strongest. I'm the smartest. Always, right? It, and I I noticed that that's the case even when we retire and we get out and I've talked to several people and they've said, Oh, well you went through more. So, you know, I, and almost like in denial that they have PTSD. It's like, it's not like there's a limited supply, you know, it's not like, okay, I right. have all the P- PTSD, so you can't have any. Right. And, and for the people who want to say, well, I really have PTSD. It's like, honestly, bro, that's one competition that I wish I could lose. I like, if you want to be champion of PTSD, have at it. Um, Take it. Because I, I, cause I, don't, I don't want to carry this, but no. unfortunately, I have to accept the fact that I do have it, but it doesn't control my life. And that's what I want to get out to people that, you know, some of us have decided that we're going to, we want to move forward. Not after the military, we want to live our, you know, we retired from the military. We did not retire from life. I, and that's just what I want to get out to people. And I think just by like you coming out and just sharing your story, I think that's going to help quite a few people um, because most people don't want to admit that they're, that they've gone through hard times. Right. Uh, and right. I wanted to give you a thanks too, um, because, you know, uh, uh, you, you knew me back in the day, right, BJ? Um, yeah. I, you might've seen the change. Um you know, prior to going to Iraq in that in that two thousand two two thousand eight year, I, I was a little bit friendlier. You know, I was still myself, a little, little cranky, but you know, I like to joke around. Um, I was drinking right. heavily, drinking heavily, heavily. Um, but it got worse when I came back from Iraq.
1: Me too. Definitely but for me too.
0: For me, I think. You can call it, I don't know, divine intervention, just chance. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it seems like the right people that I needed were placed in my path at the right time. Um, because the people who helped me get through that and realize that I could be something more were the people that I met, aside from my family, of course, um, right. were, were the people that I met during that time when we were in Charlie 97th.
1: Yeah. Long time
0: ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but I still remember those that time. I still I you know, talk to some of the people from back then. Me and, too. You know, and I, I wanted you on here because you're one of the people that I consider a friend and I respect you and I
1: you know. And it's an honor I, and I feel the same about you, man, you know that.
0: Um, I was you know, of
1: proud of all every, everybody's, you know, everybody that's part of that that original early days. I mean, it's it's a group of guys that I don't know. Maybe they'll form somewhere else, but you know, we're still a lot of us are around, so it's it's a pretty special thing. And you know that we don't have to always be talking to each other to know each other's around. And it's kind of you know we all have similar issues, and it's just the biggest thing that like the PTSD counselor at the Durham thing. And here's the thing. He worked for McCrystal in Iraq and I just as a reserve doctor. So that's who I've had the privilege to be able to talk to over this last seven years. And and he kind of knew what we all did. And so it's been good. And he's the one that helped me get into a lot of these things. Actually, that guy wants me to, he wanted me to come back to work and get my degree in social work. And I'm like, man, You know, I really, because now I have grandkids and, you know, I really love my own time. And, man, that would just, you know, that would be another selfless service act. And I just didn't know if I had it. So that was, uh, it was good coming from him. But, you know, and that guy's available, too. And I'll throw that out there if anybody needed, you know, someone that maybe knows. Because the guy just recently retired as as a colonel in the reserves. But, you know, working off and on. You know, being deployed, the guy the guy knows how the, how the army runs. You know, and so he's a he's a great asset for people. Sorry about that. He's a great asset, and he is still available. He's in Clayton, North Carolina, is where he's at through the uh, VA there. But I know that um, if someone needed some help, I could I could probably point them his way, and he'd be able to to do good by them. That's why I'm a big fan of using the VAs. I know some people are not, but. I mean, they've really gotten better in, since the old days. I mean, my dad was a veteran. He was 100% disabled in 70, whew, 77, 76, and it was horrible those days. And my dad died in the VA, and it was horrible the way it was. So we not all of them are better, but I know that we're lucky, you know, the ones that we have here in North Carolina. Because I really – I know some folks complain, but I've been really um, – you know, lucky to have great care, you know. How about the fable mm-hmm. one? Is that the one you guys use?
0: So I ha- so I haven't started using it yet. Um okay. but so what I, I, I um had an episode this weekend with my uh brother in law, right? And he's been using the VA for a few years now. Um but he goes to the one in Greenville and so I was glad oh. I had that episode with him because he was telling me that like the specialists, they don't have specialists there. So specialists right. come down the specialists come down from Durham once a month. So he has to schedule all of his all of those appointments for one day. And wow. if they if they decide to cancel, then he has to wait till the next month.
1: It's just I guess they don't have the full so he doesn't have all the full services in Green, Greenville you said, right? That's sad, man. Yeah. No. But that's... so
0: I I, I talked to him it's like, "Well, did you ever think about just Dr- uh, granted, I know he lives in Wilson, um, and it's a little bit more of a drive. But like, why not just drive up to Durham? Right. And then it dawned on him. wow! I, I never even thought of that. It's like, yeah, like you're allowed to do that. I understand that. We, you know, because he was in the military. Then he got out. He didn't retire. And then he's uh, uh, was in the LAPD for a few, uh, for 17 years, I think. Um, but he was just used to in that mindset of like, well, okay, I do what I'm told, do what I'm told, do what I'm told. It's like, we're we're free now, we're free. Right. We we can use our voice and we can think for ourselves, and it's okay if we say, no, I don't want that. This is what I want. Let, now let's come to some agreement to get me better treatment or get me someone else because this isn't working for me. You know, I've been through I, that. With the with I, my I current to, <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to stress in this podcast series that, uh, you know, it's okay to speak up and it's also okay for us to change our mentality and change the way we think about things. Uh, uh, I, I had a interview with my, uh, old supply sergeant who I consider one of my, you know, my long lost son. Uh, right. but we're, we were talking about how, like in the military, we don't really give compliments if you do something no. well, you tell somebody, "Well, you didn't screw that up too badly," right? Or thanks for doing your job. You know that those aren't compliments. Uh, no, you know, <laughs> it, and like I said, you know, I I know I'm no Joe Rogan, right? I'm no, I'm not a George Clooney. I'm not a handsome man. I get it, all right. But <laughs> for me, that's the picture that's going to be the cover of my podcast because that's what I want. Yeah. And that's exactly. perfectly fine. That's perfect. If somebody wants to say like, hey, maybe you might want to reconsider taking another picture uh, from a different angle or um, some way to improve it. Like, I'll, I'll listen to that. But when people just tell me, man, that's an no ugly picture. Yeah, I, I get it. I look in the mirror every day and Brad Pitt's not looking back at me, you know? It's
1: like... <laughs> yeah, who gives a crap too, to be honest with you, you know? like like, like
0: come it's on. Like- and so I, I just want people to know that, hey, it's okay for us to stop and make a conscious effort to try to change the way we think. And you'd be surprised at just how much better you feel.
1: Oh, it's like taking the, a mountain off your shoulders, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's like, I. so my granddaughter, you know, she's great. She tells me, my daughter told me this for years, but I always ignored her. But now my granddaughter tells me, she says, just, well, be nice, Grandpa. It's like, well, I don't wanna be nice. (laughs) Well, you have to be nice. It's like, why? Why do I have to be nice? And it's always, well, just be nice. So then they'll be happy. And it sounds very simple and very naive, but I found that just trying to be nice makes me
1: happier. Yeah, it's a lot better than being always grumpy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know know if that's going to work for everybody. No, no, it may not. Yeah, I know a lot
1: of people. I've just spent a lot of time around my grandkids, and I try to, um, I always think about trying to be on my best behavior, (laughs) like I'm at be on your best behavior, especially around your grandkids, you know. You don't want them to see you do no wrong. So I'm just like, so mine, it's been pretty good. I mean, for me, I've been pretty blessed with all mine. They all love me to death. And I've got a fairly new one, too. So 5 I never had any boys. So I have five grandsons, which is crazy. And then I finally got a – we got a granddaughter. But, um, yeah, life's, life's funny. It definitely is. And I know that. You know, when you – oh, i got to tell you this before I forget I, – I've been watching Alabama since Bear Bryant was Alabama, and I don't know why. I mean, every now and then you'll probably see me post it, but people are like, "How hey, you can say because we went to school in Kentucky. And I'm like, after the Philippines, I'm like, hey, Bear Bryant was in Kentucky. Then he went to Alabama. But, I mean, that's, that's been my favorite team. It's so funny that Patty will even watch. She knows Alabama's players in the NFL, man. That's kind of crazy. But um, that's a great thing about us, man. And I, you, You're you awesome to be able to go in the stadium and do all that stuff. I don't know if I can handle that crowd because crowds are not my favorite thing to do anymore if I don't have to, you know. So, but, like uh, I yeah.
0: said, for the fo- football game, yeah, like I can – because there's enough spacing in the seating. Right. Trying to go down where the football players come in and everybody's crammed in, I know yeah, not is. to do that ever again. That's just yes. not for me.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> – yeah, that's and that's where I kind of learned it too. Was at a Baltimore Orioles game. I mean, I had I was at the very top of the very last row. I don't know why my brother got the nosebleed seats, but he did. And uh, man, I got up there and froze. And it was I, I don't know why I haven't talked about this. I don't know if I told Jesse that or not, but I mean, I literally froze, and no one helped me. My my wife really still didn't know what it was back then, and. This old man who had just retired from the VA, who was an usher on the stadium, grabbed my arm and took me to my seat. And he saw me, like, you know, hyperventilating and stuff. And he said, young man, do you have PTSD? I said, I do. He said, are you a veteran? I said, I am, sir. He said, let me get you to sit down. And, I mean, I haven't told a lot of people that story. I guess it's out there now. But that's how I knew that, you know, hey, it's going to be okay. Things may not always go your way, but, you know, eventually they do work out, and it took me six years to get my disability, but in the end, I mean, it's already helped my oldest daughter, who was married, get her degree to become a full-time school teacher in Texas, you know, and that stipend is incredible. So, you know that, right? Like, your wife and any of your children up to the age of 27 can use that stipend um, from your 100% disability. Was you aware of that, Tony?
0: Yeah, that's uh, chapter thirty-five, right?
1: Yeah, right. So I just that's a big tool because I think the percentage that my brother, my Marine brother, he did he did med boards. He was one of the guys that sit on the med boards. So he's and he retired not too long ago. So he's pretty up to date on a a lot of the things. So um, he and I between us both, you know, I I got back to riding my mountain bike again, which, you know, doesn't it, it hurts sometimes, yeah, but, I mean, I still have a blast, and then I finally got back to playing golf and where I, am you know, kind of actually enjoyed it, so I, I kind of do all that. Um, you know, and a lot of that stuff I've done on my own, so it's, it's, it's a big change, you know, when you do a lot of things on your own, but, you know, really you've got to be able to pull and count on yourself, and, you know, that's why it's good what you're doing here. You're this is a huge blessing for all the guys that are going to be able to receive this and gals out there because uh, I know a lot of people it's just like, you know, that big question mark. Hey, what's what's next, you know? And uh, I think what you're doing is is hitting it right on the, nail, right on the head, brother.
0: Yeah, so I, 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 I try not to, I try to be as honest as I can and I, I'll be honest, I was just a pill, you know? I was just, there are years where I was just you know, the Army ran me ra- ragged, you know. Like, who, who, yep. does six, who does six years as a team sergeant? Like, come on. Right. You're killing me here. Right? And, I did 28
1: months as a company commander. Wow, I was the battalion yeah. XO and the battalion commander
0: towards and, the end. And, and that's what I try to explain to people. It's like, no hard feelings, because that's what the Army is. It's a war machine, and we have to understand yeah. that. It has to accomplish its mission. I totally yep. get that. It's like... I am fine with that, and I just want to move on with my life. And I want everyone out there to know that we're not broken. Right. Broken means you're beyond hope, so you need to be tossed away in the trash heap. That's not who we are, but you have to take an active part in taking care of yourself mentally and physically. We're all going to put on a little weight because we're getting older. That's that just doesn't inevitable. Mean- it doesn't mean you need to hit like a half ton, you know?
1: Right. (laughs) I totally agree with you on that.
0: And you know, I used to run marathons and I want to run, I want to qualify for the Boston Marathon. I don't know if that's going to happen. But that doesn't mean I can't jog two miles on the treadmill at a slow pace.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, you have nothing to prove but for yourself, and it's, that's really, you know, I've since I've gotten out, I always look in the mirror and say, hey, you know, really, you got to make sure you get this, and you've got to get, that's the whole thing about making sure you get the right help, because I don't think if I hadn't got the help that I've gotten over the last several years, I mean, I would have, you know, I've come a long way, and to be able to talk about my story, I don't normally, you know, that would be something I wouldn't do, but it, I do it because people need to know, hey, if you need help, get help. And I, I will say this, and I don't know if you'll listen, but and this is horrid to think about this, but my best friend, as a, when I first moved to Kentucky, a little Filipino boy, eight and a half, nine years old, he and I have been best friends. I mean, the guy flew to Columbia and promoted me to captain. He did my, I mean, the guy's known me forever. Well, here's his thing when I'd ever, in the last seven years since I've been retired, he used to tell me I need to pony the up, and... You know, suck it up in that mentality. And this guy was a National Guard guy who did several years on active duty in the end. Um, but we, just how he's acted and how um, he became, I don't know, is just like, man, you're just like the system. And you're part of the problem. And, that, you know, for a guy to not identify, hey, man, good thing that you're getting help and, you know, you've got PTSD. So, yeah, he's, it's sad, but. I'm not going to put, be myself, put myself around someone, even though it's been 42 years. Sometimes crap happens and you just can't do it. And, and in my case, my mental health was more important than having to hear the negativity of a you know former best friend that I had for 42 years. And my wife still says, I cannot believe you guys have just... Well, I can't either, but I know this. I'm here to talk about it, and, and I know that I'm able to do what I need to do. And I don't feel no remorse about it because... I'm glad that I'm getting help and I'm glad I'm able to help anyone else. And so, you know, really that's kind of where I'm at today. And that's why, um, you know, I know we were, I was going to, do you want me to mention real quick anything about starting a business or how to get that started? I can
0: do that fairly quick if you want or another. BJ, BJ, this is up to you and we have as much time as you want. You can talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. Well let me do this just to
1: finish it out, just so if people understand. If you do get into the contracting business, DOD contracting business, no matter what it is, now they're asking for a lot of the individuals to get your own limited liability company. And so Patterson, any consulting group or anything you want to call it, Barker's, Jones's, Smith's, it doesn't matter. And that can be you as the sole person and It's the easiest thing in the world to do. You can go to the IRS site directly yourself and apply for your employee ID number because you don't always want to use your Social Security number, even if it's just your business. And so you can do that and get that process. And it's fairly easy working with the IRS. And then once you have that, you can come to the Secretary of State. If you're here in the state of North Carolina, you can go directly to their website. It's been Elaine Marshall for 10 years, I think. Um, if she still? And they, It's great how the state of North Carolina does it. You can go on there and apply and say, hey, I'm a sole proprietor, which means just I'm the only guy in the company or gal in the company. And then there's, you know, that's the easiest one to do and what most do. And that's just pretty straightforward is doing that because it's you doing your own taxes and doing all that stuff as a sole proprietor. Um, what gets complicated is if you want, and I'm not saying that, can't be done. But, you know, obviously, if you want to do nonprofit, nonprofit is a great thing to do. And I was going to try to go the nonprofit route, but I wanted to be able to raise some funds. And sometimes, um, you know, with nonprofit, you, everything is by the book, which is the way it's supposed to be. But as a private, your own private company, it's you. So, once again, in the nonprofit, you have to, it's kind of like being towards some kind of government or some kind of association because you've got peoples so you have to. Even though it's your nonprofit, you still got to get answers and approvals from people, from your board of directors and things like that. So that's the thing about a nonprofit. And if you wanted to do a corporation, um, something where you wanted to go public, you know, all that stuff is fairly easy to do. There's a lot of companies that charge you an arm and a leg. Legal Zoom is one of them. And um, I think Rocket Lawyer is a really good one that I think I've used before, and what I mean, really good one, they do the, everything for you for like 200 bucks, I mean you get everything registered through the federal, through the state, and you're done. I mean, all you got to do, and if there's license to be required, or whatever you're trying to do, um, they help you with that. Now, of course, all that costs, but once again, you could do this yourself, or if you don't want to do it, um, you could hire somebody, but I have created this my sole propriety company in 2014 and we're still going strong today here in 2022. And it's been my flagship that everything's been done under. And so there's a lot of opportunities out there, especially for veterans, um, for disabled veterans, for, for just business wise, you can go, I know when you're leaving the military, yeah, they do small business. Uh, There can be small business. You can go through those um type of classes and look for loans. And even the VA will help you. And I think I believe now with the veterans, now I think it's mandatory everybody leaving, even though if they don't use it, they're still going to be registered with the VA. I don't think that's the way it used to be, but I think if they're doing that at least that's good because there's a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot of um um all kinds of great things. I mean discounts of when I was out in Nevada because I've been going back and forth to Nevada to hear for being 100% disabled, you can go to any of the ball games, and they let you come in and they let you go through. I mean, it's super nice at the airport. If you're 100% disabled with plates, you don't have to pay for anything. Um, 50% off on all your taxes out there. So a lot of that, there's a lot of benefits and it's easy to find. You just got to go through the sources and the VA has a lot of those as well. And um, I just wanted to throw that in there. So that's, a, that's great opportunities for people if they're looking to do things. And for me specifically, I just wanted to start helping people with products. So that's what I, what I did. And I'm doing an affiliate marketing, which just basically I'm just getting my markets at wholesale. And, and so are my, my products at wholesale. And, and you can if you want to you make money, but it's not necessary. But for me, taking health products that are organic, vegan type, 100% money-back guarantee, you know, all that's pretty easy to do yourself. And, and I do this, you know, from home, and I've been super blessed with it. So if anybody ever needs anything, you know, I, we could come back and do a part two or a part A or whatever you wanted to do, Tony. But, uh, you know, I appreciate it for having me on and for everybody out there, for all the listeners.
0: Yeah, no, that's great, BJ. And, and so, you know, I, I like to tell everyone, you know, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, right? Um, so I like to use the, the Google machine, right? And I just right. typed in there, how do I start my own business in North Carolina? And so I went on and showed me, and I did. I filed for an LLC here in uh, North Carolina for this podcast. Yeah. And then Simple, easy. It, it was. It was very, very easy. And then I thought about it. It's like, well, maybe I should trademark the name. Yes, you should. And so I went in there, it's like, and typed in how do i trademark something and it came up and so i filed for that i'm just i know nobody has this name because it was a real quick search and now i'm right. just waiting for, for approval so that's you're, great you're limited by by yourself exactly you, you know i i I'm broken down, but I have enough energy that I can get on my cell phone and type things into the Google machine. You know, so exactly, it, it's Most not that hard. Um, so BJ, we're almost out of time here, but did, is uh, did you want to promote your company or something else?
1: Well, no, I just wanted to let people know that you know I'm. Uh, you can find me. Um, I'm with Live Good is the name of the company, so just Live L I V E Good and. Um, you could go there. My page is actually, you do livegood.com, um, or even easier, I can, BJ's Health Journey. Just spell out BJ's Health Journey dot com, and that will take you to my site, and you can take take a look at what I'm doing currently, and uh, the products are, I mean, they're pretty incredible, and my wife never takes products, ever, ever, and now she's like, Ah, oh, poppy, I like this, I want this, and It's amazing that she's doing that so it's good especially when you have uh you know support from mama so no that's it Tony and thanks a lot for it's it's a huge honor to be here uh congratulations on your retirement on your your job on this podcast and uh yeah we gotta us Alabama fans we gotta stay stay together man but I appreciate everything roll tide
0: all right well thanks a lot BJ and uh because of my technical uh inability or ineptness um The episode with Jesse will be out this Saturday.
1: Sounds good, brother. All right, man. All
0: right. So, everyone, thanks for listening. And as always, we'll talk to you next time. Zot, 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 and Roll Tide.
1: Roll Tide.